This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have covered, we love to see your guys' feedback on there and then be able to get those questions answered on a podcast or have the guest on that you suggest. Today, I'm going to be joined by Jason from Amp Tires, and I wanted to chat with him more about aftermarket tires for diesel trucks. And then also an issue he mentioned to me, we go from a stock wheel tire setup to aftermarket wheels and tires and how crucial tire pressure is to payload, towing ability, safety, a lot of other things. So I'm definitely looking forward to being able to chat with him today, learn a bit more about that. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you, our friends over at Dan's Diesel Performance have a ton of different products for you. So if you're looking for a drop-in turbo, transmissions, um, service maintenance, ton of different products for your Cummins, Duramax, or Powerstroke, definitely make sure and head on over to dansdieselperformance.com. Check out what they have. If you have questions, either about a build, um, service maintenance, maybe you have something custom in mind, definitely make sure, reach out to them, give them a call, send them an email. They'd be more than happy to help you. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Jason from Amp Tires and talking about challenges and things we should pay attention to when we go to aftermarket wheels and tires. Jason, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Look forward to chatting with you today, learning more about tires and a couple, I think, major challenges that truck owners uh, get to when they go from a stock wheel tire setup to an aftermarket setup, and you have some really great insights. So I look forward to chatting with you, learning more about amp tires, and uh, ways we can make sure we're happy with our kind of wheel and tire combo and <laughs> performance of it. Patrick, I appreciate you having me on, and it's my pleasure to be here, and hopefully at the end of the show, we'll be able to you know, help your listeners make a better informed decision on how to set up their truck properly. It's one of the one of the modifications or upgrades that I uh, found people usually do first. It's usually I want to make the truck look how I want, or there's a certain use, whether it's off road or kind of a little bit of everything, that you know people are looking towards tires and and what fits and what's going to perform for them. But I wanted to start a bit with the company and Amp Tires and yourself. If you could tell me a bit about the company, your guys's focus and how that how that transitions or really kind of hones in on the diesel truck owner gotcha well am tires is part of the wheel group family of brands which the wheel groups a manufacturer of custom wheels and accessories and has been for over 40 years so uh, we we launched the am brand in 2013 as an enthusiast focused off-road brand so we don't make highway tread patterns we don't make oe tire sizes you know, every tire in the amp line is designed towards aftermarket wheels and aftermarket, you know, builds. So, you know, we, we tend to specialize more in the, you know, the larger diameter, 24, 26, 28, you know, 37s, 38s. And so obviously, you know, diesel truck owners, uh, that's, that's the fitness that they're going for. And, and there's really no way to change the look of your, you know, brand new diesel truck faster than by, you know, putting a lift kit on it and, you know, throwing a set of 22s with 37s. I mean, it just completely changes the look of the truck. And yes, you can put a grill and all those other things to complete the look, but you know, the wheel and tire, that's the reason it's the first thing is because it makes the biggest impact in, in changing the look and the dynamic and, you know, sometimes the capabilities of the truck as well. That's very true. Because when I think about it, you know, the trucks, they look great. The styling, I think on all three of the brands is fantastic now. And there's so many options, but you see, dozens of just stock trucks out there and you want to be a little different you want to customize it you want to make it look your own and that's 
one of the first places we start. I'm really curious about the, you mentioned the enthusiast focus brand. Where did that, did it come from that same sort of point where people were saying, Hey, I I want wheels, but I don't just want to get a run of the mill tire. I want something either specific to the look or the, the use that I'm going to have for my truck. Well, I mean, the reason that we came out with enthusiast focused tires is because we're an enthusiast focused company. Same thing, you know, with our wheel lines, you know, we do make some OE replacement sizes, you know, for our Canadian customers and our Northern customers who, you know, might swap out their wheels and tires for the winter. But the vast majority of all the wheels we make are aftermarket 20s, 22s, 24s, 26s. So naturally, if we're going to come out with a line of tires, you know, we want a line of tires that complements our wheels. We want to be able as a company to put you in all of our products when you're shopping for, for your vehicle. So that was the, you know, the purpose behind it. And, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of people uh, pushing, well, you know, why don't we do OE sizes? Let's do a 255 this. And I'm like, you know what, that's, that's not really the avenue that we want to go. We want to come out with something new and cutting edge and, and, you know, be the guys at the forefront of innovation, which is, you know, something that we're striving to do now, uh, you know, with our lines and, and, and stay focused on the aftermarket and the enthusiasts because, you know, that's, that's what we all do. You know, that's why we all got into this business in the first place. The wheel tire, I mean, it was specifically, let's just say tires. That's probably my weakest area as a truck enthusiast. I always sort of focused on the performance side and some of the other mechanical things. And I've really, it's one of the reasons I was really looking forward to chatting with you today is to learn more because I, I want to learn. I want to understand different things. Where do, where does somebody like myself make a mistake up front when I'm picking what sort of tire that I need? What do I need to think about beforehand? Do I need to think of, you know, what size wheel I'm going with, how I'm using it? What would you advise me to do before I purchase, but to select the right type? Well, I mean, I think the number one mistake most people make is they see something online on Instagram or or Facebook and, and they say, I want that, you know, and they don't take into consideration you know, you know, how the changing the wheels and tires can change, you know, the, the usage of the truck, the capabilities of the truck. So, you know, number one is just seeing it and wanting it without doing your research. I, I think the second biggest mistake people make, uh, you know, is they go to shops that are maybe not the best person to be going to, to be working on a vehicle of that level. You know, especially when you're starting to get into, you know, seven to nine inch lifts, you know, aftermarket wheels, a lot of times people are running adapters, spacers to fit the tire that they want you need somebody who's experienced in in that avenue and not just the guy who's willing to do it for the lowest price. So, you know, um, in in that aspect, you know, doing, doing business with somebody who's reputable and knowledgeable and and just go into the shop and ask questions, because, you know, if you start asking questions about load ratings and questions about this and PSI and either the guy who's going to be on the other side of the counter is going to know what he's talking about and and he's going to educate you a little bit and steer you in the right direction, or you're going to be pretty, apparent pretty quick that, Hey, this guy's just trying to sell me what he wants to sell me. He doesn't really know as much about trucks as he claims. And I probably shouldn't be giving him my money. Does that get harder with the diesel truck market because of the capability and the, the ratings and all that? Oh, stuff? It, 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 it's much, much more complicated when you get into diesel trucks, you know, because, you know, when you're, when you're looking at a, a truck that was engineered from the factory to you know, probably carry, you know, 4,000 pounds of payload, tow 16,000 pounds, you know, th- that has to be taken into consideration when you're choosing new wheels and tires. And, you know, I- I'll take a, give you a perfect example. When I first started in the tire business 15 years ago, I had a returning customer come in and he wanted a new set of tires. He was running P-metric 275, 5520s on a Ford Excursion. 
And I said, Mr. Customer, you know, I, I can't sell you another set of those tires because they're just not safe for your vehicle. And he's like, well, I've been running them for four years. I've had no problems. And I said, let me guess. You never have hardly any passengers in the vehicle. You never load up and go on vacation. You never tow or haul anything with your excursion. He says, yes. I said, if you ever tried it once, you probably had a blowout before you got out of town. So let me put you in the exact same tire that you have, but in a 10-ply version that's going to not only... Uh, you know, give you a good ride quality. But in the event that you do want to take six of your friends to the beach, you're not going to risk killing everybody. And he's like, okay, I understand that, you know, I'll pay the $200 more for the 10 ply over the, over the six ply. So, you know, that's, that's a classic example of, of somebody going into a wheel and tire shop and, and the person on the other end of the counter, which obviously wasn't me, I had just started and he'd had the tires for four years, but you know, the person who had sold him those tires four years ago, put his life in jeopardy and, and just to save him $200. Or maybe he just didn't want to explain to the customer why he needed to pay $200 more to get the tires that were properly load rated for his vehicle. You know, either way, you know, if that customer had gone into a more reputable and more knowledgeable shop, he probably, they wouldn't have let him purchase the P-metric tires. That brings up a really good topic with load rating, tire pressure. Cause you know, when we get a, a truck and it's brand new, it's all set up to go. We see the sticker on the door jam. We know exactly what it takes. And so I'm thinking of the guy who's not going to keep it stock. He's going to, you know, obviously go aftermarket, customize it, make it look how he wants. What do we need to think about when it comes to going from an OEM wheel tire setup to aftermarket as it relates to tire pressure, load rating, how many plies are in the tire? Well, first and foremost, you always want to make sure that you get a load rating and apply rating that it meets or exceeds whatever came on the tire OEM. You never want to go down. Um, they know that's typically something that no experienced tire shop is going to let you do. Um, but the flip side of that coin is when you're upgrading to, a, say, a 20 or 22 inch wheel and tire package, you have to also look at the load rating of the new tire that you're putting on and how it compares to the old tire that you took off. So let me give you an example, like the OE 235-8017 is a 121 load rating, which means I think it gets 3,086 pounds of capacity at 80 PSI. Now, if you were to go up to a set of 20-inch dually wheels on your 3500 and put a set of 295-6520s, which I think are a 129 load rating, which is 4,086 pounds at 80 PSI. So, you know, the average customer is just going to look at the tire and say, oh, they're both E-ply, e they're both 80 PSI. The door jam says 80 PSI, inflate all my tires to 80 PSI and I'm good to go. But the reality is, is that 80 PSI in that 295-6520 is going to give you 25% more load capacity than that same 80 PSI in a 235-8017. So what you're really going to end up with is a situation where your tires are 25% overinflated compared to what your vehicle was engineered for. And what that ends up happening is, you know, it affects your ride quality, especially in the front. You know, your tire is supposed to ride flat on the road. If it's 25% overinflated, the center of the tire is going to crown up. You know, you're only going to ride on the inner 75% of the tread. Your center line is going to wear out faster. You're going to experience more bumps and, and just harshness in the road. You know, all kinds of problems will come from running on overinflated tires, just the same as underinflated. It's just different types of problems. So, you know, you, you couple that with the fact that most people who are upgrading to 22 inch duallys or 24 inch duallys are on top of that, not only, you know, putting a tire with a different load rating, they're also stretching a tire that's maybe 12 or 13 inches wide and putting it on an eight and a quarter inch rim. So again, you, whenever you're, you know, exceeding the, the, you know, the manufacturer's uh, recommended fitment, you at least want to try and stay with the tire pressure as close to what it needs to be to maintain the low capacity of the vehicle. 
I could see how if we're not familiar with this particular with this upgrade, how it could be so confusing for just the average person with the PSI and what you do. Well, you know, it does sound confusing, but the truth is it's actually very simple. And let me see if I can break it down for you. So the, the, the relationship between tire PSI and low capacity is not directly linear. Obviously, once you get down below a certain PSI, your low capacity starts to fall very, very quickly. But, you know, between 50 and 80 PSI per se on a, on a, on an e-ply tire, the low capacity is pretty linear. So as you add more pressure, the capacity goes up. So, you know, if you have a, a 129 load rated tire that can get 4,000 pounds at 80 PSI, all you really have to do is divide the low capacity by the air pressure to get your pounds per, um, pounds per PSI of capacity, which I think at that is somewhere around 42. And then you divide that into your old tires, low capacity. And very quickly, you're like, oh, if I inflate my new tire to 62 PSI, it has the same low capacity at 62 as my old tire did at 80. Okay. So right. where it really gets complicated is if you start going up into like a 38, 15, 50, 26, that tire has a 3,700 pound load rating, but only at 65 PSI. So, you know, a lot of your typical uh, customers, they might look at, oh, that's not, that's not 80 PSI rated. I can't put that on my, on my diesel truck. Well, the truth is that tire has 700 pounds more low capacity at 65 than your factory tire does at 80. So even at 65, you're still going to want to dial that tire back down on the front, at least on a, on a dually to probably somewhere in the high 50s. And that's where you're going to get your optimum ride quality and optimum tire wear. Okay. Yeah, I've fallen into that. Whenever I've looked at tires and everything, I'm like, oh, man, this is way off. But I, I never thought about it like that. So hopefully, you know, for and there's so many new truck owners, which I've come across the last three, four years, where they might not know this stuff. So there's like no too simple. There's not a, a simple question is the way well, I've learned to know, look at it. And, and to even further complicate the issue, when you start getting into low profile, low volume tires, like say a 37, 13, 50, 26, or 37, 13, 50, 28, which are extremely popular on, you know, brand new dualies uh, with 26 or 28 inch dualies, those tires are F ply rated and they are 80 PSI. But because of the small volume of air inside the tire, even at 80 PSI, a 37, 13, 50, 26 can only achieve around 2,800 pounds of load rating, which, you know, for an unloaded, not trailering anything, dually, perfectly okay. But if you try and put 26-inch duallys on your, on your truck and then run it at factory-rated towing and payload capacity, you're going to ruin those tires. There's just no two ways about it. The tires just, they cannot get up past 3,000 pounds, um, you know, without maybe doing a 14-ply and increasing the PSI to 95. But you know, again, that would, you know, provide some severe uh, compromises in ride quality. Well, I think that's where probably well over 90% of diesel truck owners, as far as their truck build, it's for the capability. It's for the towing, the hauling. I know there's that other segment where they may not need those those ratings, but I'm thinking about the the majority, probably the majority of people who listen, where they want that custom look, they want that capability, but they also need to have the payload, the towing there. So they're really curious about this subject and, and want to make sure that they pick the right setup. Well, I mean, the best recommendation I could give to that customer who, who is conscious about that is, you know, uh, don't go above twenties and 35s uh, or 22s and 37s. You know, mm -hmm. it, once you start getting into 24s, 26s and 28s, it, it becomes increasingly difficult to maintain the, the towing and hauling capacity of the vehicle. But most of the, like I said, our, our, our 37, 1250, 22, it's 80 PSI F ply. It, you know, it achieves, I think, 3,700 pounds of load rating at that 80. So, 
you know, that tire is going to be able to match your OEM weight capacity, towing and hauling. It's still got plenty of sidewall that's going to, you know, give you that good ride quality. So, and that's the best recommendation I can make is to stay with 20s and 22s if you want to be able to use it exactly like the truck that you bought. With all this talk about tire pressure, I immediately thought of TPMS and some of the... <laughs> Some of the issues that are out there, which I've run into myself a couple times, and I'm like, I just got to get used to that light on. What do you guys see? Well, the, you know, TPMS is a, is a very complicated issue, and especially when you start getting into a tire that, you know, you want to run it at 55 to get your optimum ride quality, but, you know, your light's going to come on unless it's, you know, at 80 PSI. So, uh, you know, I, I can't make any official recommendation for somebody to, to, you know, ignore their TPMS light because, you know, that could pose an unsafe issue. But uh, one of the things I can tell people is that the federal law that requires TPMS, it requires that the vehicle have a system to notify you anytime there's a tire that's below 20% low. So if you have an 80 PSI tire, a lot of times you can get away with running 65, 66 in that tire and the TPMS light will not trigger because most of the American-based manufacturers you know, they comply with the law and, and no more. So they don't notify you when you're two or three pounds low. They just say the law says 20% will notify you at 20%. Now, if you've ever driven a Nissan vehicle, you get that tire a pound and a half low and your light's coming on immediately. So, uh, but thankfully all, all, all the diesel trucks will be American made and, and most of them follow that 20% rule. So that's one way that we've seen a lot of people in the marketplace kind of skirting the issue and maybe they want to run 55, but they still want the safety of the TPMS. So they compromise and they, they just... They, they inflate it to 80, they sink the system, they get the light off, and then they slowly decrease the pressure in the front as much as they can uh, without tripping the light, but while also getting the best ride quality. And, and the other option is on certain vehicles of certain years, uh, there is the ability to go into the system uh, through a, a scan tool by different manufacturers, and you can actually adjust the placard value, uh, which is the number that the, the vehicle triggers based off of the 20%. So if you have an 80 PSI uh, truck and you wanna run 65, if it's an older Ford or some older Chevys, uh, there's tools available where you can just go in there and reprogram the vehicle and say, hey, my new tire pressure is supposed to be 65. You know, now the car will notify you when you're 20% lower than that. So uh, that issue though is only really available on the older vehicles because a lot of the newer makes and models, they have more, much more complicated computer systems. And like, for example, uh, Dodge, uh, they have what's called a secure gateway which means if you want to connect to a Dodge through the OBD cable, you have to have a code from Dodge that basically is approved by them that they've checked your system and then they make sure you're not going to go in there and do anything you're not supposed to, like, you know, delete EPA, you know, required stuff or something like that. So in order to get that, you have to go through all these, uh, you know, different stringent testing procedures. And I think the, 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 the rep from ATEC, which is one of the major manufacturers of TPMS tools, he told me they have 125 different secure gateways, depending on what year, make and model and you know, what factory it was made at. So it's not like you just have to do this one time. And so they've been going through a process for years of trying to you know, get certified through all these different secure gateways so that they can make their tool you know, very quickly and easily plug in and, and be able to change the placard value. So unfortunately, that's not an option at this time. It's, it's hopefully coming soon. But you know, right now, it's, it's a complicated problem. There's, there's not really one easy, simple solution to it. I can see how that would get really complex with the newer ones and trying to go in there and do that. It, it would be really fantastic if one day there was a solution to be able to do it within reason and what's safe based on the tire and all the information that you gave us. But we could be waiting quite a while for that. 
Well, and that's really what bothers me about it is, you know, the manufacturers could play ball and help people change their placard values and keep them running with safe tire pressures. But what ends up happening is a lot of people are old school. They live without TPMS for 20, 30 years. You know, they're, they're perfectly fine. Some guys I've even seen put a little piece of black tape over the, over the light so they just don't see it anymore. And, and that, that's not really safe and it defeats the whole point of having a TPMS system. What are some things that you guys as a company are seeing with what diesel truck owners are wanting for tires? Are they, I'm sure there's a little bit of everything because the, there's so many different directions you can go with a diesel truck. Some of them, I, I have some friends, they don't tow or haul anything. It's just, it's a look that they want others. They do take them off road. It's a hunting truck. They go camping with it. Got some other ones where they have a construction company and I always see it with a trailer. And I'm really curious because the tires, they fit into not just the capability, but also the look of the truck. And it's just one of those smaller details, just from an enthusiast perspective that I look at when it's turned a certain way and you see the tread where it can complete a look, so to speak. And I'm just really curious what you guys hear from your customers or the shops that you guys work with for you know, any future projects or, or things that, that their people are asking for? Well, I think that, you know, one of the things that distinguishes off-road tires from most other tires is, you know, the sidewall is almost as important to the customer and sometimes to some customers, even more important than the actual tread pattern. You know, whereas, you know, a high performance tire that has a sidewall this big, there's not really any design aspects to the sidewall at all. It's just, you know, it has the name of the tire, the manufacturer, the legally required information, maybe a little pattern of some sort, but there's not really any design elements and there's definitely no functional elements. Whereas, you know, in the diesel truck and all off-road trucks, you know, number one, a lot of tires have huge sidewalls. So they need to look functionally aesthetic or they need to look aesthetically pleasing. And then number two, you know, if you're off-roading, you're going in the mud, you're going in the sand, obviously you don't want it to just look good. You want it to perform as well. So, you know, in, in the off-road world, you know, design, the look is, 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 a, is a high priority when compared to, you know, any other tire. And you basically, you know, you have to do it all. You have to bring a tire to the market that has an aggressive looking sidewall, an aggressive tread pattern. But, you know, then the customers, they want it aggressive, but not too noisy. So you have to do what you can, you know, to reduce noise, use variable pitch tread patterns. You know, on top of that, the you know, vast majority of customers, 98% of the time, their truck's driven on pavement, you know. So you have to also produce a tire that can ride good on the highway while still handling itself off road. So it's really just, it's one large balancing act of saying, what elements can we put into this tire? that are going to ensure that, you know, when the customer goes off road, it's going to handle itself. And what elements can we put into this tire? That's going to make sure when the customer's, you know, driving his family on an out of town road trip that, you know, people aren't going to be complaining that the tires are noisy and ride bad. And what elements can we put into the sidewall design? That's going to not only look really aggressive, but also, you know, aid in the performance of the tire. And because at the end of the day, nobody wants a pavement princess that gets stuck in a pile of grass, you know, picking up their kid <laughs> from soccer practice, you know what I mean? So all of those things have to come together. And, and, you know, as far as us and what we're doing, you know, that's exactly what we, we are doing with our new RT tire, which is going to be debuting this year at SEMA and then launching early next year is, you know, we tried to make the best compromise that we felt was possible between, you know, a large center section with a lot of tread to give you that on-road stability and good ride quality, you know, the large outside biting edges and, 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 and deeper tread space to, uh, you know, give you that off-road capability. And then, of course, a very aggressive sidewall. And our new RT is actually going to have two. So we did a dual sidewall, A and B, that are different designs. Uh, one is aggressive. The other is very aggressive. So uh, that's, that's kind of, you know, how we went in, in terms of design is, you know, we want something that's, you know, aesthetically pleasing, but also, you know, kicks butt on the trip. 
that's an aspect of this topic that really interests me because like I um, had mentioned before, kind of focusing on the performance side. Yeah, we, we want it to kind of look cool, but really we're just focused on how does it perform. Yeah. And this, I can see how it would be more complex because you have customers who are demanding the performance, but then they also demand the aesthetics and the look as well. And it's like combining that from a design and engineering standpoint sure is a major challenge. Indeed, it's very difficult to do. And, and at the end of the day, you're, you're never going to make everyone 100% happy. So, you know, you really just have to decide, hey, what are what do we want to focus on? And at the end of the day, there's no matter whether you're you're going for the, hey, I'm the, you know, going for the extreme off-road market, there's plenty of people that are, that are, that's what they focus on. If you're going for the, hey, I'm building an MT that's great riding and quiet on the highway, but also can handle itself on road. There's a ton of customers that want that, you know, there's plenty of customers out there that they don't really care what it's called. They just want the cheapest thing as well. You know, we're not building anything for them, but there's a whole market for that customer base as well. So no matter, no matter what you focus on, just focus on doing what you do right. And then the customers will come after that. I think you mentioned the wheel group and, and other components you guys do. And my next thought goes to, I need a wheel to go with this tire and mm-hmm. how, how that relationship what are some things that I need to think about as I'm planning this on my diesel truck or even dually? The relationship, the choices, the load rating, the sizes, where should I start? Uh, again, the, the, the first place you should start is at a reputable dealer, somebody who knows what they're talking about and is not going to give you bad advice. But you know, from there, the, the, the next thing you should ask yourself is, what do I want to use my truck for? And you know, if, if your answer includes a lot of towing and hauling, you know, then you need to, you know, start veering down the path of, you know, staying no more than 20, 22 inch uh, wheels uh, with an appropriately load rated tire that has enough volume to give you that, you know, the good ride quality and, and everything else that you need. Now, if you want to go more towards the, you know, the show look with the 24s, 26s, 28s, that's where it's really important to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. Because I, I don't know if you've ever seen a 28 inch uh, dually uh, wheel and tire being mounted but it's literally about three or four guys each with a crowbar in each hand, you know, doing everything they can to inch that tire around and around. Uh, And it probably takes 45 minutes to an hour, you know, for someone to do even people who've done it all day, every day. So it's not the kind of thing that you can just pop on the tire machine and give it a quick spin and it's going to go. So, you know, there's a lot of complications where if you don't mount the tire, right, you can tear the bead. You know, again, if you don't, if you don't set up the the air pressure, right, you're going to have quality or right quality issues. So, you know, going to somebody who's experienced in doing those kinds of, of builds and knows how to do them right, you know, is not going to, you know, just tear your tire B and then slap it on the truck because, you know, they're not about to come and, and, and tell you what they've done. You know, all of those things are, are, are what make for a really bad experience when, when somebody goes to the wrong shop to get their truck worked on. That's another topic that I just thought of right now or a question to ask you is finding a shop. So, like, if I go online and say I find just a product I'm interested in, and all these dots pop up on, you know, the, on the Google Maps. But I have a diesel truck. How or what are some questions I should ask somebody before I purchase? Are there ways that I can tell as a consumer or, or just gain confidence in them? Because I might not, I'd say in my limited experience, if I drive by a place and I see a couple diesel trucks out there every now and then, I think, okay, they know what they're doing. They might not. I don't know. But how do yeah. I qualify it? How do I how do I find out? I mean, from my experience, and, and I've traveled all over this country. I've been all uh, you know to dozens of different high end build shops. 
I've never been to a single place that focuses on diesels and does diesel builds that does not have multiple built diesels on the premises at all times. You know what I mean? And, and that to me is a, is a good indicator of, of somebody that you want to be working on your truck because, you know, your typical car will go into the shop, you know, at 8 a.m. for a wheel and tire package and it's out by 1030. But, you know, a guy who's doing a 12 inch lift on 40s, he's not bringing his truck in on Monday and picking it up, you know, anytime soon. A lot of times, you know, there are the trucks in there for a while. It's getting built. They're having to cut and fabricate, you know, to, to put the lift kit on. So, you know, and then of course the owners and the workers of, of those shops are typically going to be enthusiasts. That's why they started that business in the first place. So even if they're not working on any cars right now, the people who work there, the owners, the people, the, the technicians, the salesmen, they're more than likely going to be driving trucks like that as well. So, uh, you know, that to me is the, the clearest indicator of, of what kind of business are they doing? If, if a shop's primarily doing, you know, OEM wheel and tires and, and, and says, oh, we have a really cheap price on lift kits with 22s and 35s. That's probably not the guy you want to go see. You know, if the other guy, you know, you go by a shop and he's got, you know, half a dozen trucks, either, you know, the people that work there, his truck, customers waiting to get their trucks picked up. I mean, that's a pretty good indicator that, you know, he's experienced and knows what he's doing because, you know, just like any enthusiast community, word travels fast when you, when you, you know, you let people down and don't come through with your word. So, you know, if you're, if you're in the business of, of, of doing 30, $40,000 builds for people, and, and, and you screw it up over and over again, you're not going to be in business very long. One of the things you mentioned that really it's going to stick with me when, when I do that is you talked about the safety of a setup and maybe they tell me, no, they tell me, you, Patrick, you can't run this setup. You need to run this. This is what the truck's rated to do. So I think if I heard somebody talk about that or they focused in on my load rating, my PSI, my payload, my towing, that would give me confidence as a potential customer to say, all right, these guys know what they're doing. That's not their first rodeo. Absolutely. Or at the very beginning, you know, if you come in there and you say, hey, I want to do some 26s on, on my truck, you know, with, uh, you know, some 37s. If the first words that come out of their mouth is, well, do you do any towing and hauling? You know, if the first thing they do is just go get you the price and say, hey, I can stop it on for you tomorrow. You know, that that's a pretty good indicator that their primary concern is selling you product and not making sure they're selling you the right product. You know, now if they start asking you those kind of questions and you let them know, hey, no, I never tow, I never haul. I just love dualies and the way they look. I just want it, you know, jacked up on 26s with a bumper. Okay, perfect. Let me put that together for you and make sure we put it together right. What are three questions? Like you'd mentioned SEMA. So it's, I, I did an episode recently. It was completely unrelated to wheels and tires, what we were talking about SEMA. And it's always been something I've wanted to go to. But I imagine there, there's so much feedback that you get from people in the industry, shops, um, enthusiasts, just, it's just like the, kind of like the Super Bowl of automotive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's the Super Bowl for sure. What are some, or the New Year's Eve party, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. What are, what are some things that they're asking you guys for, or just want to see or feedback they give from, you know, product or ways you support dealers or just, I'm really curious what it's like to stand in a booth and you just have all these either customers, potential customers coming up that they're asking for? Well, I mean, there's there's a wide variety of responses. I mean, some guys want to come tell you how to run your business. Some guys want to come and just see if you'll give them a good price on something for their personal vehicle. Uh, you know, from us and, and from an Amtire perspective, I, you know, I think the number one request that we're getting from our customers and our dealers is to build more bigger sizes. You know, something in, in 30, 32 inch rim diameters, 42 and 44 inch. Uh, overall diameters, uh, which right now the largest that we build is 37s and 28s. So, you know, we are looking at doing that. The, 
the problem is, is, you know, we got burned in, when we first started our tire line 10 years ago and we didn't work with the right manufacturer and, and there were quality issues and, and, you know, we learned our lesson from that. And so now we only deal with what's called an industrial 4.0 factory, which means the tire production process is fully automated from start to finish. There's no person in there even touching the tire, wrapping the tire. It's all robotics, uh, basically from the you know very beginning until the tire is completely cured out of the mold. Uh, the only time a person really touches it is when they, they take it to go load it into the truck. And, and with that, you get much higher quality, you know, obviously repeatability over and over again. There's the human factor is just completely taken out. And, you know, the problem is, is to build anything in a 30 or 32 inch rim or, or those bigger overall diameters. Uh, none of the industrial 4.0 factories have tooling currently uh, to build that size. So our only option right now would be to go back to building things with human error. And that's just not a decision that we're ready to make right now. So instead, what we're looking to do is, is partner up with some of our manufacturing partners and possibly, you know, down the road, you know, to co-develop some wheel lines with people so that, you know, we can make a the very, very large investment that it's going to take uh, to develop our own custom tooling uh, so that we can build 30s, 32s, 34s, maybe one day, uh, but still maintain that automated robotics reliability and quality that comes from, from a high-end factory and not from you know, somebody who just said, yeah, I, I can build you a 32 inch rim tire, no problem, you know? And, and again, that's, that's not the, the road we want to go down. I just had a moment when you were talking about robotics and how something's made it, I'm completely going to date myself right now, but way back when cable TV was a thing on the history channel, they had a show called how it's made and it would show how different products were manufactured. And it got me thinking, I don't know how a tire's made. And I know it's a huge subject could be a whole podcast by itself, but with the robotics and the quality, can you talk a bit more about that? Because I imagine building so many of these things, how important it needs to be for repeatability in all of these things. And I think for a truck owner, that's going to be one of their main focus because this tire, I mean, it's carrying us, our families, our work equipment, a trailer. And I think I'm, I'm really curious about that side of it, you know, as far as the quality and repeatability. Well, you know, from, from a manufacturing perspective, you know, there, not much has really changed in tires since they were first, you know, invented, you know, the tire is still layers of rubber that are formed over a drum roller. And then the roller contracts to form the sidewall. And then it's put into a curing mold and, and baked at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time to form the final tire. So, you know, what the robotics has done is just basically taken that process and taken the human error out of it. So, for example, you know, when you wrap a tread ply around a tire, you know, you have to wrap it around. And then there's obviously there's a seam where the two pieces intersect. Now, when the tire gets baked, those seams are going to come together. But if that seam is not 100 percent perfect, if there's a little bit of gap here, if it's not perfectly straight, if there's maybe just too much rubber and they butted it together instead of slicing it just perfect. What that's going to happen there is that's going to form a high spot inside of the tire and that's going to cause, you know, out of round vibration problems when you drive. So, you know, basically using robotics, it, it allows you to get down to, you know, the five thousandth of an inch on every single joint of your tread plies. And it allows you to wrap every single one of your, your, your cords and your plies, you know, with the exact precision that they need to be. And, and, and it's just it, it makes it to where, you know, you have a much higher quality tire and that's what allows us to have tires that you can, you know, again, you take a 1350 wide tire and you put an eight and a quarter inch rim. It's really not even supposed to work. You know, officially it's not even recommended, but we got guys all day, every day out there running them and having almost zero problems. So and that, the reason for that is because of the quality of the construction of the tire. If it was 15 years ago, 
you know, they'd probably be having blowouts left and right. That's very cool. I always love the, for some reason, logistics and manufacturing and that whole process of seeing everything come together. It's always really interesting to me how that, how that stuff works. And it's, you know, especially with, with tires and just like you mentioned, the precision that the technology allows for, you know, is really interesting. And I'm sure there's a ton of different questions that I didn't ask or a particular aspect of choosing the right tire. If people want to connect with you guys they want to ask a question maybe it's a shop maybe they've had customers come in and are asking for you guys' products but they haven't connected with you guys yet what is the best way to reach out ask questions um you know be able to either pick the right setup for you know my truck or their truck or a shop's just got tons of people they're starting to see more diesel truck owners come in and they need some help i mean the best place to go is www.amp-tires.com that's our website you can find a dealer locator uh, you know, obviously anybody who's on our dealer locator is an AMP authorized dealer. Uh, there's also a contact us option on there. Uh, you know, feel free if you have questions, you know, if you want to do some follow-up, you can post your question there and I'll make sure that I personally respond. Very cool. It was awesome to connect with you, learn more about AMP tires, what we should ask, things we should look for when it comes to you know, picking the right set and just kind of getting a glimpse into that world, which I'm finding myself getting more and more into as a new subject that really interests me. But I mean, there's, like I mentioned in the beginning, this is the first thing people are doing with their trucks usually is wheels, tires, and, and a setup. So it was fantastic to chat with you, Jason, learn more. And I'll definitely keep my eye on SEMA with the uh, new release that you guys got and definitely pay attention to, you know, new things that are hitting the market, you know, that are out there. So it was great to chat with you. Patrick, I really appreciate the time. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to dansdieselperformance.com. If you're looking for upgrades, surface maintenance for your Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke, they can definitely get you taken care of, whether it's dropping turbos, transmission builds, just making sure your truck's running right, or things that are custom as well. Let's go to dansdieselperformance.com, check out what they have. They make it super easy to navigate their website. And if you have questions, give them a call, send them an email. They'd love to hear from you. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen and 23 Diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube podcast apps, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We appreciate all your support here in your seven of the Diesel podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you guys want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.